Welcome to The Clean Project, promoting real, transparent, and faithful conversations about purity and sexuality in today's culture. This episode will conclude with our student and guest interviewer, Hunter. We'll be discussing issues relating to sexual boundaries, practical tips to fight temptation, and biblical examples of how leaders fall into sin and what they need to do to get out from it. So, without further delay, let's get to our guest. Yeah, it's the whole, like, sex, everyone is tempted by it. It's very desirable. But truly, if you view it in regards of the way God designed sex, when you have sex with the other gender, you and the other person become one. You are giving this other person part of your soul. And when you don't marry that woman that you have sex with, you no longer have. She keeps that. You are now less of a man than you once were. No one wants to be less. But if you view it as that, it'll help. Having sex primarily truly destroys your soul. You're not designed to live like that. People who walk around and hook up all the time, they are truly husks of people because they give themselves right here, they break up over here, and they're just tearing themselves in half. They are a fraction of who they once were. Like they have less than we do in their soul, which matters. The currency that matters, they are the most poor, dead broke, and they might put up this front, but deep down they know they are broke. Sex is, you have to prevent it on all areas. Before you even get close to sex, you have to make sure, like boundaries are the most important thing in dating. Boundaries in how much you do this, how much you do that. Like it's so common to wanna make out and cuddle with your girlfriend when you're in high school. That's super not smart. Kissing in general is super overhyped. The Bible says to lust a woman in your heart is already sinful. That's the beginning of sin, right? And I dare say it's hard to make out with a woman and not lust her. Like kissing, everyone thinks, oh, kissing, whatever. I've kissed multiple people in one day, whatever. Kissing's not a big thing. Kissing is the beginning of something terrible. Kissing, cuddling, all that. You just have to be smart. Have boundaries. When you first start dating a woman, me as a man, I'm gonna establish boundaries as soon as possible because the longer you wait to establish them, the worse things can happen. And if you have a girlfriend, you develop boundaries and she's not for it, that's not your wife. That's not the woman you're supposed to be with. This is the hill you die on. You are not going to change those at all because they don't want what you want, which is Christ. If you are allowing them to remove your physical boundaries, remove your spiritual boundaries, they are just picking away at your foundational love for Christ. And you cannot let that happen. You must be equally yoked and you can't let them be like, well, what if we go to church less? Well, what if we hang out one-on-one more? Yada, yada, yada. Even if they are a person who loves Christ, they can unknowingly bring you down and you have to be smart and agile to defend against that. Yeah, it's like if we're talking this way, you know, it could be a hard teaching for some. It's also coming from someone that's been long term with the struggle and getting free and fighting to stay free, being more intentional and deliberate about decisions I make, especially when it comes to relationships. And I got to tell you, dude, like one of the things I'm learning as I'm getting older as a man, this goes to ladies too. If you're a woman listening to this, I've observed this in my own relationships. Like they really, they'll look at a man and say, well, this man can really help me. Like if I give myself to him, then I'm going to feel safer. You know, believe it or not, it doesn't take much, depending on the person, why they should give themselves to you. If you're really like deliberate and you're persistent, the point is not to get the girl. The point is like people just want to act out on their desires. And if you're a woman on the opposite sex and you're just expecting the guy just to have this total heart change and be a romantic and fulfill your desires because you gave your body to them, there's a high degree that's not going to happen. We should look for his character. You should not give yourself to someone physically until one, until you make that decision you want to marry, 
which marriage, even if you were to take God out of the equation, you should at the very minimum assess yourself and say, hey, am I actually responsible enough for my own body? If I'm ingesting content, pornographic content and rewiring my brain to be addicted, is this something I want to bring into a marriage relationship? Here's the thing with women. When they catch you watching porn, when you confess to watching porn, and some men around you, same gender around you, because they're going to understand the struggle in a way your spouse isn't, it hurts them deeply. They feel like they're cheated on now if you're a guy like you don't want your girl just cheat hooking up with some guy like you want fidelity you want monogamy well you can't get those things easily unless you have a heart change if you're just out in the world you don't have a relationship with the lord you don't have any foundation and truth and accountability in your life in a church community you're gonna be really out there in the wind i can tell you right now almost half my neighbors are in relationships or cohabitating they're living i understand that people they want to experiment and they want to have liberty but freedom is not just in your ability to do whatever you want it's in your ability not to do the things that are harmful to you so here's a practical and before i turn it over realistically let's say you are a believer let's say you're you're really trying to fight to stay pure you're trying to live a clean morally responsible life hey i'm not hooking up with anyone i don't have have any ill wills towards someone, but okay, well, what am I supposed to do with the rest of my life? Like I'm highly sexual. I'm young. I'm a teenager. I'm a young adult. I want to give into the lust. What is something I can do? And I trust me, I remember when my hormones were like through the roof when I was young, especially the colleges now, it's crazy. Uh, here's one I think one of the best tools I've ever seen. It's called brace. Breathe deeply. We don't have enough time to get into the science bit, but the more oxygen you get in your brain, especially when you're like in a high stress situation or you're feeling really tempted, like, man, you see that girl and she's talking to you good, or you're a female and you're just like, oh man, this guy's saying all the right things and he's got X, Y, Z and my friends like him, all this stuff, right? The socials look good, all that. Well, when you breathe, you allow more oxygen in your brain, it allows you to think clearly. Hey, what about my own goals? I'm in college. I don't even know where I'm going to be after I graduate. Do I really want to take the risk because all my friends are hooking up or finding their fiancés or whatever? Take a step back in your life, in your situation and breathe and process. Remember your goals. The second part are remembering the truth. In this case, we want to present, if you don't already have a relationship with the Lord and you're not already, you know, reading the scriptures regularly and applying that as a devotional life, take some of the verses you heard in the show or just open the Bible. Read the Gospel of John. Knowing the truth, the truth will set you free. I can tell you folks, once you know who you are in Christ, once you understand who you are, your identity as a man or a woman, as a believer, as a human being, when you know your self-worth, the world will try to covet it. There's nothing that makes you more attractive as a person knowing who you are, your boundaries, and knowing what you have to give other people. A is ask God for help. That's prayer. That's meditation, supplication, all that. C, call an accountability partner. We talked a little bit about fellowship and confession. Find at least one or two people in your life. If you don't have anyone, find a good church. Reach out to us. We'll try to get you connected to someone. But there's at least one person in your life that is either a healthy influence or a Christian that's living it out authentically. A lot of people say they're a Christian. Look at the fruit. Is there love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness? Look at people actually like a mentor. They're married. They're in a family. They have kids kids, learn, glean wisdom there. You'll see if you're in a church, you're going to find these people everywhere. And then E is escape. Escape the situation. Flee. We're going to talk a little bit this later about the life of King David or Joseph as another example. If we're tempted, if you're in a situation and you're willing to compromise on your ideals or you're going a little too far with your boyfriend or girlfriend, look, I've been there as a grown adult with other Christians. You miss the basics. Like, dang, like we're not supposed to be messing around. We're not supposed to be kissing and getting heavy with stuff and getting alone. The wisdom is there. And actually, believe it or not, if you have the Holy Spirit, Spirit, Holy Spirit's going to remind you of it. So you don't get to plead ignorance. 
Yeah, I definitely resonate with what you said earlier, and the brace tactic is a great idea in regards of lust in general is so overwhelmingly tempting that we have to be smart and on guard in the way we like future plan for that. Our game plan before it happens. Like we have to plan when we're in our best moments versus when you're in your lowest and you're the most tempted, you're going to make irrational thoughts. You're going to have terrible ideas. Forget where, but in the Bible, it refers to a woman tempting a man in the same way wine intoxicates the heart and the brain. When you are truly overwhelmed with lustful thoughts, you're quote unquote horny, you are making irrational decisions. You are doing very dumb things. And I've heard a preacher one time refer to sin as moments of being irrational. And that's so true. Like, to hook up with a random woman is truly irrational. Like, that is crazy. Like, that would demolish your life. Like, imagine if you had a baby right now. You are not ready for that. Everything you wanted and everything you could have is gone and prevents so many things that you could have had because people are going to know about that. There are consequences. Like, in the story of David, David was not on guard. I bet Bathsheba must have bathed there every day. But David was just not where he was supposed to be. David was caught up in the lost and he saw Bathsheba. And in this moment of weakness, he created this terrible thing. And no, this didn't remove God's love for him. God loved David. David loved God. Like, David is an example of how we should live our life. But there are still consequences for what happened. His whole generational sin. His kids never looked the same because of that. All the stuff that happened because of that was because of one moment, which was irrational, which was crazy. David was literally crazy out of his mind because it was so tempting. He was overwhelmed with sinful thoughts. He murdered someone. He had sex with someone unwillingly. And he just destroyed almost his own life because of one moment. That I bet afterwards he was like, it wasn't fulfilling. His lust was definitely not fulfilled in that moment. No matter how beautiful anyone is, it will never fulfill you in the way you want to be fulfilled. You are truly only fulfilled by Jesus in every context. And we have to make sure we are on guard to prevent that. Sexual sin is the sin that God tells us to flee from. We cannot be in dumb places. You shouldn't be spending that much alone time with your girlfriend one-on-one. -on -one. It's just not smart. You will do dumb things. You'll slip, most likely. Like I said, put boundaries on when you hang out, where you hang out, and what you guys do together. That's just called being smart. Because you value Christ and you value being faithful and clean over a little bit of uncomfortableness. But it's so you can grow. And everyone wants to grow so you can be a more rooted and more deeply obsessed with Christ kind of person. Well put. This will be the last episode of the year. But continue to subscribe and follow as we have some exciting announcements up ahead, including a special event with a guest speaker that you won't want to miss. If you haven't already signed up for the live stream, please do so by visiting www.thecleanproject.net and send us an email to register. Now, let's listen to the exciting conclusion of this episode. You know, something to think about, you know, David is a pretty exceptional person in the Bible. He's got a lot of content, particularly in the Psalms, and also Jesus himself refers back to David a lot because David kind of espouses this messianic identity uh, and obviously the lineage that flows to Christ. But, you know, in a sense, David is like the ideal hero archetype in the tragic fall. Yeah, we know him from David and Goliath, but, you know, the problem with humanity and the effects of sin and our own issues is typically why whenever there's a major church fallout, like a leader goes down because of moral issues. I saw it in church growing up. It really has this incredible effect on the culture, the unchurched culture, as well as in the body of Christ. And it's painful. But guess what? There's redemption there. Your life's not over because you fall short. It's even more of a reason to put your faith and trust into a leader, a king that's never going to let you down, that was sinless, that didn't use his power for his own gain. I think Paul talks about this in Philippians, like he humbled himself. 
He didn't seek the glory. He pointed to the Father. So even though the greatest leaders we can think about, kings, rulers, presidents, they're going to fall short. They're humans. Unless you're like Mike Pence. I think Mike Pence is pretty safe. But, you know, Billy Graham. But I think the point is, is more, I'm going to put my trust in the Lord of Lords and in King Jesus, because I know that that's a reliable foundation to live my life. I can look at Jesus, even though he never married, he didn't take a wife. He was sinless. He didn't need to do that because as the third person of the Trinity is to line us back to the Father in our spirit. And why is this important? It's because whether you marry or not, it won't matter in an eternal perspective. The fact that you're desiring to have sex is because God put that in you to long after him. Because what are you trying to do in a sexual relationship? One, you're trying to obviously get a pleasure, but also there's the effect of progeny. You want to recreate yourself. Where does that come from? It's the way we're created to bear the image of God and to reproduce that. We're commanded to, but we have to follow God's parameters to get the maximum benefit of that relationship. It was just about me getting sex and having kids, enjoying the covenantal benefits without God, then all you're going to be doing is reproducing yourself, but not towards the desired state, not towards an eternal trajectory. The other piece of this is just as important too. And I want you to actually close on this. Why do we need Jesus? Not only why is it important that we live clean and set apart, but how can we even live clean and set apart without God in our lives, without the guarantee of his righteousness through the work of the Holy Spirit, through the indwelling spirit in our bodies, the grace gift you could never earn on your own. Even if you live no fap and you don't even have a relationship and you're a virgin to the day you die, we still need a guarantee of our salvation and our entrance into eternal paradise with our creator. You need to answer that question of what happens after you die and what happens while you live here on earth. So while we're sexual beings, why we have this innate desire to please the flesh, if we don't have the Holy Spirit, that governor in our lives, in our Lord. So it's one thing to get the benefit of having a righteous life. It's another thing to actually be righteous because of Christ. We're not just going to follow anybody. We're going to follow people that have authority. So I'm going to look at the model of what Christ lived like, and I'm going to say, wow, here's a guy that even in the most earthly sense, did not cross a boundary with the opposite sex. Just think about that. If God was just desiring to come down to earth and take a wife and live the most ideal life possible, one, I think there's a lot of problems with that because marriage in itself is not the most ideal state to reach. It's a dress rehearsal for the most ideal state to reach, which is unity and harmony with the Father. Let's do a follow-up. And this is so in the conversation. We got to go back and define terms. Ontologically, when we're talking about gender, we're talking about roles. You know, why does this conversation only seem to be about heterosexual stuff? Why does it only seem to be about man, woman? So real talk, let's get back into the basics. Why should we even follow these categories at all? You know, so maybe that's another conversation, but I want to say for those listening, thank you for taking the time to listen to us unpack this. But if you have not made a commitment in your heart to receive Jesus as your Lord, if you're hearing this message and you're like, hey, I really like what you guys are saying. I want to take that next step. I'm in this relationship and it's just, I know it's not right. I don't want to marry this person. I don't even know who I am. I need assurance that I'm not going to be condemned. Even in the faith, you slipped up and you're afraid to tell anyone, reach out to the show. We keep anonymity. I guarantee you I've either done it or I've heard it. So unless it's like super crazy, but at the end of the day, find a brother or sister to confess to who actually will listen and not judge you. All right, go ahead and close this out. And uh, I think Hunter's going to share a very life-giving message. And we're praying for you because we love you. Love you sometimes to tell you the truth. Yeah. When it comes to it, at the end of the day, I was born a sinner. We are born a sinner. The whole point of Christianity, like the gospel, is that Jesus wants us to be saved. 
from the moment that I call Jesus Lord, when I die and God sees his blood all over me, he will say not guilty. And I will continually sin. We will all continually be condemned to sin. But the whole point of Jesus is love. Jesus loves us. He wants us so badly. I love the parable of the father and the prodigal son. That's me. I was that son. We are all that son at one time. We told him to his face, you are nothing to me. I'd rather you be dead. Give me the money that I'll get when you die. We go do our own thing. And then in that moment of eating pig food, we realize, man, I need my father. And when you go back, you don't get a life lesson. You don't get a scolding. You get open arms. You get a father who runs to you. You get a loving father who puts aside everything else and runs to you. Puts away 99 and runs for you the one because he loves you so much. Right now listening, you can truly just accept Christ in this moment. There is nothing holding you back. You are still going to be deep in your sin, but God will sanctify you later. Right now is when you can just give your life to Jesus. All you got to do is call him Lord and repent from your sins. Jesus, we love you. God, you are amazing. God, I pray that this podcast matters. I pray that the clean project will go to one person, hopefully more, but just one is enough for me. God, one person listening who has nothing else to hold on to. They've been falling their whole life. Falling, falling, falling. What Jesus is, is something to hold on to. A plot of land that is firm, a stone, a cornerstone, a firm rock that will keep us from falling, continually falling. And God, we just pray that you continue to chase after the lost. You would allow us to become extensions of your mercy and allow us to find the lost. Not to promote Christianity, to get us more money. Not to make us more cool. Not to make Christianity the new thing. But because the people that we are pursuing are literally, they're slaves. They are truly prisoners. And we just want to free them through you. We want to become used by you to free those who are enslaved. They truly live every day in a way they don't want to live. Every day they have to do not they want to do and god you are freedom you are joy you are peace god and we want to give the nations that and god may you allow that to truly happen for the lost god we love you and those listening know we love you as well amen powerful message um yeah guys take a look at some of the resources and the show notes i think we need to get gavin on here maybe for uh, a little collabo we'll do some labs some clean labs maybe even a clean con one of these days for really high level we'll get some drip we'll get, we'll get the whole rack look honestly i kind of want to do the exact opposite of what i normally do at ministries where you know, we church up we sell up like the whole message and everything like nah like this needs to be like ug it needs to be underground for now i think there's people out there that are hiding there's other people that are just in ignorance other people that are just like man i i hear you guys i don't know if i'm going to change my ways right now maybe later you know when i really like want to get serious about my life uh tomorrow's not promise and real talk a lot of people say they love jesus until the fire's underneath them there's one thing to be convicted like you're raising it like maybe you had like a church upbringing or you have like that one family member like a grandma or somebody or a cousin or something that's a believer they got saved on a campus or they got born again like even from a youth they just kind of had it and you knew it you know god wants to use you too he's not done with you and honestly like the sooner you get on his program with his ways he may actually just bless you with that amazing person later in life when you're ready for it he may actually turn around that relationship or that marriage or whatever that you thought was like pretty much done and realistically your life is a reflection of his image so imagine the effect you can have on other people your age just by trying to live pure speaking this way for the guys because i feel like a lot of the young men i am meeting like i met a young man the other day he was in a fraternity and he was solid bro he was a believer he's trying to encourage his other brothers to stay free and pure i know for the ladies look yeah there are certain things you can say or do or wear or act to like to get attention but you could be a slave to that too i just want to find 
like one person that just respects me. You know, I don't want to have to keep on putting all these faces up and dressing a certain way to attract men I'm not even interested in. You think about the other day, like what kind of quality of a person do you want? You do want somebody that just wants to use you or you want somebody that actually cares about your soul, you know, your plans after graduation, you know, your life. So I say is we need a standard. A standard is found in Christ more so than it can be found in anything in this world. Put your faith in that. And I also want to speak grace. I speak grace over those that are in the struggle, that haven't been set free yet from bondage. There's only one name above all names that can do it with the power, not just the word, but the power. Anyway, bless y'all. Stay clean, stay pure, stay free. If you're interested in getting on the show, feel free to reach out through the website. It's thecleanproject.net or go ahead and shoot a comment, five-star review, all that helps the show get higher on the searches. All right. Bless y'all folks. Peace. Thank you for listening to another engaging episode of The Clean Project. If you found this message helpful, consider sharing with a like-minded student or peer in your communities. If you're needing individual coaching for any of the issues discussed in the show, please visit the support page of our website and select the book and appointment link for more details. So until next episode, this is your host, Jason, signing off. Peace.